Hey, what is going on guys, DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the four game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, because you're new to the channel, welcome, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Guys, we actually have a really good Thursday night football show on slate with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Super excited for that one. Um, I'm gonna have a video up for that slate show on site right after this. If you are playing Thursday night football show on site, make sure to check out that video. Uh, if you are unable to watch the videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I'll have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you guys have an extra minute or two, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, would really, really help me out. Um, if you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer two, two different packages on patreon.com. More info down below. The sponsor of today's video is Thrive Fantasy. So Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site where you're actually building out a lineup on player props. You pick, uh, so on smaller slates, you pick five of 10 options. Uh, larger slates, you pick 10 of 20, but the less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive if you uh, do get that right. So for example, uh, Kate Cunningham, uh, 17 and a half points. Uh, the more likely to occur, or it's, it, the over is more likely to occur, so you get less points. And if the under does hit, it's a little bit less likely to occur, but if it does hit, you get more points. So there's some game theory into it. Um, and yeah, those are the 10 player pops for tomorrow. So if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. So if you deposit, use my code $100, you get a free $100 to play with on the site. And finally, again, if you guys do enjoy all the content I, I put up on YouTube, make sure just to hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Let's try to aim for 125 likes on this video. All right, so before we get into players and the prices for this four-game slate, let's look back mine up here from tonight. So uh, here, let's go to um, – I do not have it up. Oh, I don't have it up right now, but hold on. All right, let me show you in contest. So low stakes going really well. Um, basically, if I entered probably any other tournament, uh, would be doing really well as well. But I'll show you in my $100 showing entry in one second. But yeah, this is, again, very easily. This is the $10 uh, big tournament, currently winning uh, over 3x. So Lowry, don't get me started there. But Brunson, Robinson, actually had a good shooting game from Robinson. Daniel Tice, that game, Houston just got destroyed. Sengen Goat, still my pick for rookie of the year. Just give him minutes. Give him minutes. You see what happens. Play Sengen more. Holiday, absolute smash, stress, and then Jokic faders got bailed out because of a blowout. Uh, was on pace for like 80 again. Jokic is insane. But all right, here, let me show you. That. Look, look in this left side here, guys. I'm 13th. You see this lineup train? See the score? 304.75. See my score? 303.75. One point. One point is the difference from uh, a 4X here for me and $0. Now, even though I am extremely tilted, what I am happy about is there are still people just playing the optimal lineup in, in GPPs, which is it's just a minus EV move, right? Lineup trains like this, sure, it's annoying on a night like this when I get absolutely screwed by one point uh, in a $400 swing because of it. But 
it just goes to show there's still a big edge if people are going to continue to just uh, use these lineup trains, right? If they're going to continue to just play optimal lineups and tournaments, again, minus EV move in the long run. So um, their lineup was Brunson, Allen, Okiki, Sengen, Portis, Holiday, Love, Jokic, which is probably pretty close to optimal, if not the optimal lineup. Um, so going back to my lineup, if Lowry just has a decent game, it's a massive night for me. I just really really Kyle Lowry um so that's extremely tilting again but that's the way NBA DFS goes sometimes uh so that is it for the look back for myself going over this is in the Rainmaker $3,000 entry again ownership pretty condensed here Jokic 65% Holiday 81% Portis 48 Sengen 61 Brunson 43 um what else ownership wise oh kiki was was the chalk as well so yeah ownership was super super condensed but that is currently the winning lineup in the rainmaker so again hope you guys had a good night and let's talk about this three games or four games i should say so detroit and the pacers the first game here uh kate cunningham at the top at 8.6k i think is a viable contrarian spend up uh, we've seen the upside. Uh, he's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. I don't mind the matchup here at all. But we've also seen the floor just because this Pistons team is terrible and they get blown out a lot. Um, yeah, I think Cade, solid GBP play. Isaiah Stewart at 5'7". This is a big front court against the Pacers, but um, the price point does not stand out to me. Sadiq Bey, I'm still not over this. From Bro- With no Jeremy Grant, nine fantasy points in 26 minutes. Send him to the G League. And send him to the G League immediately after a performance like that without Jeremy Grant. Unbelievable. Now, you know, right, just it's been a lot to happen this channel this year. Whenever someone disappoints for me, the next day when I fade, they're going to smash. Did you see what happened with Chris Paul last night? Did you see? I had a takedown potential two nights ago with a 5% owned Chris Paul and he just stands in the corner all game and goes for 28 fancy points. The literal next night, an absolute smash, almost a 70 bomb from Chris Paul. I didn't even need that. I just needed, if I got like 45 from Chris Paul, I would have had a takedown. Um, but yeah, Sadiq Bey, I think, is probably going to smash because of uh, last game, him letting me down. Um, the other options here for the Pistons, Hamadou Diallo did start, only played 20 minutes, viable for tournaments. Now, Saban Lee played really well uh, last game uh, in 28 minutes. He's been super productive when given minutes. Um, we do have Killen Hayes at 3.8K, and he's been disappointing this year, but he's super, super cheap, and he's most likely going to play. So um, I think both those point guards are viable. I think Saban Lee has more upside if he's given the minutes. The rest of the Pistons... They're all just like viable tournament plays. Like, look at Frank Jackson's last four games. Four, 27, 15, 31 fancy points. Uh, Trey Lyles, I think he had, yeah, literal one fancy point last game. So it's like, you just don't know it's this Pistons rotation. Like, Josh Jackson only played 12 minutes. Corey Joseph, basically out of the rotation. Um, yeah, it's just like outside, below... Sadiq Bay, really, it's all just guys you're taking flyers on for tournaments. Moving on to the Pacers, so it's a great spot here if the Pistons keep the game keep the game close. Now the price and Sabonis, I don't love at 10-5, but 
Yeah, the Pistons can somehow keep it, keep the game competitive. Don't be surprised if Sabonis smashes here. Same with Brogdon, 8-4. He's playing big, big minutes. So those two look good. Um, Karis Avert at 7-5 feels a little bit too pricey for me. And then Miles Turner, he's consistently playing big minutes. Um, against this Detroit front court, I, th- I think it's doable. Um, but yeah, the, the price points is are up on the top four guys there for the Pacers. Duarte at 4-6, you know, the minutes are a little bit up and down on him, but we know the upside is there. The other value, like you can take shots on guys like Holiday and Brissett, but uh, nothing I feel great about. Like how many minutes did Brissett finish? Do, I don't think they had the Pacers updated stats. How many, um, let me bring up the Pacers. I'm just curious how many minutes he got. Um, so you got 23 minutes. Again, the blowout probably got a little bit of, of extra run there. So those guys, again, viable in large field tournaments. Now moving on to Philadelphia and Brooklyn. So Joel Embiid at 11-4. I do like a good amount here as a spend-up. I know he's been a little bit disappointing this year, but this is just a smash spot here against the corpse of Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton, Dayron Sharp. Like Embiid should be able to just feast. Tobias at almost 9K feels a little bit too pricey. I'm not sure why Andre Drummond is 7K. Tyrese Maxey at 6.9 feels a little bit pricey. I mean, I do like the spot, but I don't love the the, the price. Um, the rest of Philadelphia, like Danny Green, you can always use him in GPPs, but he has to hit his shots to get there. Uh, they stuck with Matisse Thibel in the starting lineup. Um, you know, he's a guy that is a good defender but not a very good point-per-minute guy when he's on the court. Uh, and then Seth Curry, you kind of know the drill, too. He's going to play low to mid-30s minutes, but he has to hit his shots to get value. Now, moving on to Brooklyn. So uh, they are, once again, going to be pretty shorthanded. Kevin Durant at the top at 12-3. Um, you, you actually have to think about it a little bit, right? It's it's no long, it's not just like a plug-and-play for KD, but um, I think he is one of the best spin-ups in the slate for sure. Should play, you know, about 40 minutes. Uh, just kind of have to do everything for this team with no Harden. Um, again, obviously no Kyrie. Aldridge out. Harris out. Brown out. Johnson out. Bembry out. Millsap out. Carter out. They are super, super thin. Patty Mills at 6'6 had a good game last game, but now the price has come up on him. So he's just a secondary play for me. The corpse of Blake Griffin, uh, I think I'm going to let others chase that game. I will pass on 5K Blake Griffin. Well, Cam Thomas thinks interesting here at 4-7. He was the absolute chalk, literally 100% owned in the Thunderdome last slate. Uh, and he went for eight fancy points. But he's a guy that, you know, is kind of score independent. But when he's hitting his shots, the ceiling is there. So I think he's an interesting tournament play. I think the ownership is going to be super low after you let a lot of people down. Now, David Duke, I think, is going to be pretty popular. Again, funny name. Um, 38 minutes last game for him, 40 fancy points. I think that's kind of an outlier for David Duke. Um, familiar with him, uh, you know, from the summer league. Not like he's not a point per minute guy in the NBA. So um, I think he is definitely decent value, but might go a little bit over owned. Now, Kessler Edwards at 4K played really well last game as well. Um, I think he's a solid value, a good rebounder guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Nick Claxton, if he can stay out of foul trouble, probably plays mid-20s minutes. I think he's a good value. Uh, Dayron Sharp, well, he's probably going to smash after I played him at Super Low Ownership last slate. But I only got 13 minutes. Like, he was crushing. Give him more minutes. Now, what could happen here is Claxton's prone to foul trouble. Blake Griffin could get in foul trouble against Embiid. Like, there's a chance those two could get in some foul trouble while Dayron Sharp would be, like, their only other option. So, I think he's still viable as a large, larger field tournament play. 
And then, yeah, that's really it for the Nets. I think that I saw that they signed Galloway. We'll have to keep an eye if he's going to be available for tomorrow. Um, but that could be one more body in the rotation. Moving on to the Knicks and the uh, Rockets. So, Julius Randle, 10K. I like the matchup a lot for him. Um, price point, not as much. But if the Rockets keep the game competitive, I think Randle could have a pretty big game. Alec Burks at 7-1 feels a little bit too pricey. Now, the minutes will be there for him. But over 7K, it's like, eh. We also have to monitor the status of uh, R.J. Barrett. He could be back for this one. If he's not, Derrick Rose probably continues to start and continue to play mid-30s minutes, but the price is up on him as well. Um, no one that like really stands out to me in the Knicks. Quickly, Fournier, again, viable tournament plays. Uh, Robinson, Noel will, will split the center minutes. I think I would rather go to Noel, but neither are going to be a priority for me. Um, Kevin Knox at 3.8K played, you know, 20 minutes now last couple of games. I think he's he's playable, right, uh, assuming that all those guys that are questionable are out and top in Grimes and R.J. Barrett. Moving on to the Rockets. So Christian Wood, doubtful. We do have Eric Gordon coming back. They just got absolutely destroyed uh, by the um, by the Cavs tonight. So Jay Sean Tate at 6.5. Him and Eric Gordon and Amani Brooks are probably going to be, you know, the uh, leaders on offense. I think all three are firmly in play in a not-so-good matchup just because the usage is going to be up in those three. Now, Sengen, I'm not sure why he did not start, but he absolutely smashed. Um, either way, I think he's still a decent play, but would like him a little bit more if he does pick up the start. Garrison Matthews, playable, but again, has to hit his shots to get value. Uh, some of these guys like KJ Martin, Josh Christopher got there because of garbage time. So they're playable, but, like, they would look better if you think the Rockets just get destroyed again. And then uh, I do want to mention Daniel Tice. He played 14 first-half minutes. Now, he only played a few more in the second half just because it was a massive blowout. But in a competitive game, he was on pace for 28 minutes. So at the flat min price, if Daniel Tice starts again, I like him for value, right? Now, the way where he would fail is either foul trouble or they get blown out like like uh, insanely like they did last time, so last game. So Daniel Tice, if he starts again, I think is decent value play. And finally, Washington and Phoenix. So Gaffrey got a little bit banged up, but he did end up returning. Now Dinwiddie is going to most likely rest this game from the reports that I saw. So Brad Beal at 9K uh, does get a little bit of a boost there without Dinwiddie. But it's still, it's like when was when's the last time Brad Beal like hit value or exceeded value, right? He really just been kind of having an off year this year. Kuzma at 6.1K. All right, so Kyle Kuzma should be the number two on offense here with Dinwiddie out. Should play big minutes. Uh, missed, what, the last couple games here with uh, when he was in health and safety protocols. But um, I think Kuzma is a fine secondary option there. The two centers in Harrell and Gafford are always good tournament plays. Neither is going to stand out, like, ever really. Um, but, uh, you know, if one of these guys get in foul trouble – then, like, say, for example, Gaffer gets an early foul trouble. Harold could come in and absolutely smash. So, like, those two, I think, are viable for tournaments. Uh, KCP, fair value, should play close to 30 minutes. Pretty score independent, though, that, you know, he does have a low floor. And then with, with Dinwiddie most likely uh, resting, uh, Aaron Holiday and Raul Neto should get uh, more minutes. Would expect Holiday to start because he's been starting uh, every single time, basically, that Dinwiddie's been out. So, um, I think those two firmly in play for value. Holiday probably gets more ownership, but um, you know both guys are in play for some salary relief. 
And then finally the Phoenix Suns, so still no Devin Booker. This is what I'm, t- this is what I'm talking about here, guys. This is I play him here at 5%. 5% ownership with a chance to take down. He literally, next night, 61 fantasy points. 61. At almost 10K, um, it's too it's too expensive for Chris Paul, even with Devin Booker out. Aiton feels a little bit too pricey at 8.8 as well. Bridges, his role doesn't change with Booker out, so doesn't really stand out to me. Um, campaign at 5-2, should play 25-plus minutes. I think he's a fair play guy that is productive when he's on the court. Uh, Cam Johnson's also been playing really, really well for this team. Should play 30, low 30s minutes. Uh, the price point now feels about right. Like, he probably gets you mid-20s fancy points. Dre Crowder, another guy that's been playing relatively well of late. Um, you know, he's going to play 30-plus minutes as well. So, like, the Wings and, like, Crowder, Johnson, I think are decent options. Again, I kind of like campaign as well. JaVale McGee got massive foul trouble last game, but more often than not, he's going to play, you know, about 15 minutes. The issue is the price, right, 4-5, um, does not really stand out there. And then Landry Shaman at 3-6 probably plays mid-20s minutes, but he is not a good point-per-minute guy. Um, Peyton will get some run, but I just can't stomach that even on a small slate. So, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video today. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed, uh, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check that one out, guys. Thanks again. Really appreciate all of your support, and I will see you in the next video.